When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello everyone. Happy Tuesday. Today I am sharing with you my top 10 mindfulness practices. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is I really like bribing myself to do things that I'm putting off. And my current favorite method is if I just like do not want to buckle down and do hard things is to bribe myself with a coffee out because we rarely get coffee out. And I have bribed myself twice this week. So that is my confession. My thorn for today is honestly realizing that I don't really want to go back to pre-quarantine life. I I kind of like it. I think that, you know, I've never really been someone who enjoyed being home and I'm a little bit nervous about having the option. I'm afraid that it'll like revert me back to old patterns of doing things to distract myself from how I feel, like going out to eat or going out for coffee like twice a day every day or going out to drink at night just because we're bored. These are things that we don't do anymore. And I really like our lifestyle right now. And I'm pretty nervous about kind of jumping right back into things. Um, And I also like having a reason to say no to invitations, (laughs) if I'm honest. Um, So I'm getting nervous. I'm getting really nervous about kind of going back to whatever normal is. I'm going to take my time, I think. All right. My bud is eventually, though, whenever it feels safe to do so, I do look forward to taking day trips again. We live in an area where there's a decent amount of places you can get in a day and just have a really good day trip and then head home. And I do look forward to that, like every once in a while, being able to just pop out and go somewhere fun. Okay, friends, I am sharing with you my top 10 mindfulness practices right here and right now. So let's do it. Um, number one is learning to notice where anger or honestly any negative emotion feels where I'm feeling it in my body. 
that has been really transformational for me, honestly, especially as a seven, as I go to navigate negative emotions, it takes me out of overthinking them, which when I overthink my negative emotions, I tend to think more so like what is causing this and how can I eliminate that, which can cause me to drastically change my life in situations where the change is actually not needed. I just needed to feel my feelings. One time my husband and I were at coffee and I was just feeling real grumpy. And we were in a coffee shop that was pretty cold and he had gone outside and sat in the car and like walked around and felt the sunshine. And I had like buckled through and just like been freezing for a while. And we went outside and I was grumpy and irritable. And he paused and was like, where do you feel it in your body? And I just kind of sat and I thought, where do I feel that in my body? And immediately I was like, oh, I'm just irritable because I'm jealous. I was jealous that you felt like in that moment you could just go outside and meet your own need and you didn't even question that you didn't have to suffer in that moment, which if you are also a social seven, um, you can understand the internal conflict of having a need, but feeling like you have to reject or suppress that need being met for some reason. And he didn't, he doesn't, he just like walks outside and takes care of himself and that's not complicated. But for me, for whatever reason, I made it complicated and I was just jealous. And so all of this grumpiness was just kind of like jealousy. And I was able to more so like clearly identify it within myself and move on from it because it wasn't, you know, I just, just asking that simple question, where do you feel it in your body? It's kind of like, I would say as a head type, I'm accessing my emotions through my body. So if I can kind of access my body and where it's living there, then I can more so understand how I feel. Okay. Number two, taking a self-compassionate pause. If I'm in a situation in which I'm rambling or scrambling or feeling like I'm moving too fast or I'm embarrassed in some situation, or maybe even I am just alone, I feel lonely or I feel misunderstood, if I can just intentionally pause, I like to put my hand on my heart and just think kind words over myself that you're doing a great job. I'm proud of you. Oh, it's okay that you said that. Just taking that moment to really sit there and be kind um, can help to recalibrate me and bring me back to the moment in a more grounded, centered, connected version of myself. All right, number three is taking a silent walk. Sometimes it it can be hard to be in the present moment. You know, we don't really give ourselves a lot of opportunities. And so maybe if you are someone who is really inundated with things that want your attention and your time, whether that's your children or your partner or your job or just social media and something, everything just wants you to pay attention to it. Sometimes you just need a silent walk. You need time where you are completely unplugged and you can observe the scenery around you. I find it helpful to take a walk just because it's, it's helpful to move my body while I'm doing that instead of just sitting still. I mean, that's, basically meditation, you know, it's like a walking meditation to just notice the flowers, notice the trees, notice 
you know, people around just paying attention. Um, but without objective, you know, there's no, nothing to be gained other than just experiencing that moment and seeing, seeing something up close and paying attention to it. Which brings us to number four, pay really close attention to something ordinary that you might've missed. This can just be as simple as the bushes outside your house. Um, For me this year, I'm trying to see the leaves grow for the first time on the trees. I think every single spring, I miss how the leaves look when they come on the trees. Like one day the trees are empty and then I wake up one day and all of them have beautiful green leaves on them and I miss the middle part. And so this spring, I'm I'm paying really close attention to the trees and trying to notice what it looks like as they grow their leaves. Something like that. Another option is to try a body scan. I like Yoga Nidra for this. You know, just um, paying attention to your body. This is a really good way to do a guided meditation. You know, there's lots of them on YouTube. I'm actually going to put one in the end of this podcast for you, a little body scan meditation. So if that's something that you're interested in or you'd like to try, well, I've got one here for you. This is just a good way to notice your body, pay attention to it. And it's something that you can integrate into your day, even when you're not meditating, just kind of paying attention to what's going on with your body, just noticing. Another one is the five senses practice. Fun fact, about six, seven years ago, I thought I made this up. (laughs) Um, I think sevens, we tend to do that. Um, But no, I thought I made this up. I did a writing exercise. I was doing this little writing challenge for myself on Instagram. And I was doing, I was writing in depth about each of my five senses, something that I saw, something that I felt, something that I smelled, tasted, heard. And someone was like, hey, that's a mindfulness practice. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, this is like a whole thing. I didn't invent it. I wish I had invented it. (laughs) But it's now one of the things I do the most when I'm feeling um, anxious or uncomfortable. I like to remember that my anxiety lives in the future. You know, anything that I'm worried about, um, it lives in the future. Anything I'm sad about, it might live in the past. And most of the time in the present moment, like things are good. And so if I can use my senses to kind of bring me back to this moment, then it can bring me back to clarity of mind. It can bring me back to safety. It can bring me back to a good and centered place. Number seven, I did make up, which is a 10 good things list. I like this better than a gratitude practice. Gratitude practice is great, um, but I just, I often find that gratitude practices take me out of the present moment and in fact, kind of build a little bit of shame for me. It makes me feel like my gratitude should be bigger or smaller. Like I should be like, oh, I have a roof over my head or I have food on my table. And those are things that I feel very grateful for, but it almost takes me out of the present moment, right? And it puts me into the place of action. I'm a very action-oriented person. So if I think, oh my gosh, I have a roof over my head. There are people who don't have roofs over their head. I need to do something about this. What am I doing about this? And it, it, is an important thing to do and feel and to take action on, but it's not always the right place, right? Mindfulness isn't really about that. 
right then and right there, right? Um, sometimes mindfulness is what I need in order to be in the correct headspace to be able to do that work long term more than it is worrying about that work for me. So the 10 good things list is really just about what are 10 good things here and now that feel good. And it can be really light and really small and it doesn't have to be big. And in fact, I encourage it not to be big. Um, Just 10 things you can see and 10 things around you that feel good and are good to you. Number eight is to try square breathing. So according to the Mayo Clinic, there's actually a lot of evidence that intentional deep breathing can calm and regulate your nervous system. Now, this system regulates a lot. It it regulates involuntary body functions, such as temperature even. It can lower your blood pressure and provide a sense of calm over your life. So the square breathing or box breathing is slow holding of breath um, for for the same amount of time as you're inhaling and exhaling, almost like in a square. So you inhale for four seconds, hold for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, and hold for four seconds. Now, this holding of breath allows CO2 to build up in your blood. In an increased blood, CO2 can enhance the cardio inhibitory response of the vagus nerve. When you exhale, it stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system, and this produces a calm and relaxed feeling in the mind and body. So cool. It also just brings you right here into the present moment, right here in your body, here and now, noticing, which is ultimately the goal of mindfulness. Number nine is naming your emotions out loud. This has been a powerful practice for me, specifically as a seven again, because I really am drawn to those positive emotions. I struggle to honor and name the negative emotions. I think this is a powerful practice for all of us. You know, we all have a a complicated relationship to how we feel. So it's not just for sevens, but I can only speak from my experience. But naming these emotions, it, it honors them and it allows them to exist as energy instead of um, as something really intense or overwhelming, right? I can say sadness, jealousy, rage, bitterness. You know, I can honor these emotions without grasping to them or trying to control them or trying to fix them. I can non-judgmentally name them and allow them to flow and allow them to be. And quite frankly, I can say as a set, like as a seven who is like trying to escape these emotions so much, the more I wrestle against them or the more I try to push them down, the more control they have over my life versus versus if I just name them, honor them, let them flow, they actually just tend to go away. Fun, fun fact, right? Like they're not permanent. They weren't going to be here forever. But something in my brain thinks that they will suck me dry if I don't fix them. But if I can just name them and allow them to be, they tend to move on naturally. All right. Number 10 is mindful eating and cooking, like eating without distracting myself, paying really close attention to your food, what it offers your body, and like really tasting every single bite, really noticing every single time you slice a vegetable or cut a vegetable, you know, cooking without watching anything, listening to anything, just cooking and being there with what you're doing. 
Now you can do this with anything that you regularly do. It's not just eating and cooking. You can do mindful coffee making, mindfully brushing your teeth, mindful making of the bed, mindfully watering your plants. It's just noticing something instead of rushing your way through it or distracting yourself in the process. It honestly makes the experience more enjoyable, more pleasurable, more deeply relaxing, and more connective. Okay, so like I said in the beginning, in lieu of a traditional food for thought, I'm going to end this episode with a body scan meditation. So if that's not something that you're interested in, or if it's not something that you can do right now, I'm going to say goodbye now. It was such a joy to create this content for you. Thank you for being here, and I will see you in the next episode. And for those of you that want to stay for the meditation, I will end the meditation without kind of saying goodbye so that you can just continue to rest and stay in that meditative state if you would prefer. Okay. I'll give you a few minutes to get comfortable so before we begin. And let's begin by taking a moment to allow your body to settle into a comfortable position. Maybe you close your eyes or keep them slightly open, allowing your spine to lift, your shoulders to soften. We are going to practice a short body scan. Checking in with our bodies helps to settle the mind and to notice what physiological sensations and emotions might be present. Begin by taking a full breath in and a long breath out. Now bringing awareness to the top of your body, your head, face, neck, and shoulders. Noticing any sensations, movements, any places of holding. Now moving down to the arms and the hands. And sensing the back of the body and the front of the body. And sensing yourself seated 
feeling the contact of your body with the chair or the cushion. Now sensing your upper legs, your lower legs, and the feet. Noticing if there are any particular places that call out for attention, places where sensations feel most vibrant or dynamic. Scanning to see if there are places where there's a lack of sensations or only very faint sensations. Now sensing the whole body breathing. One complete organism. And finishing with a full, deep breath.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.